What is up you guys? Welcome back to the Loom Podcast and today, today we're going to be talking about the four steps of value investing, right? These four steps are not steps that I have made up or anybody else who have, have made up. These are the four steps that Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, uh, they have used in their investment journey, right? So you can check them out. They, are, they actually did mention these four steps in their uh, annual shareholder meeting, or with I, I I came across these four steps long ago during one of the interview uh, by BBC. They actually interviewed Charlie Munger and he mentioned these four steps of value investing. So you can actually check them check them out and to verify that's up to you. But today's episode is about the four steps of value investing. So the first step, what is the first step? The first step is make sure you find for businesses that you are capable of understanding right i'll explain more about it later but now we'll just go through the four main steps first step find for businesses that we are capable of understanding second find for businesses with durable competitive advantage or what warren buffett would call as moat you want to find for businesses with wide moat right and then the third step is uh, the business is run by management with a lot of integrity and talent, right? And the fourth step would be to buy this business or this company or this stock, okay, at a price that makes sense, okay, with a percentage, a certain percentage of margin of safety, right? So let us go through it step by step. So the first step we say, that we have to find for businesses that we are capable of understanding. Why? Why is it so important for us to find businesses that we are capable of understanding? Very simple uh, thing to understand is risk. When you buy a business that you're capable of understanding, you significantly lower down the risk in your investment. As what Warren Buffett said, risk comes from not knowing what you are doing. Right? You notice that he said not knowing what you're doing he didn't say it's because of the volatility or whatsoever because i've came across studies of of people saying that risk right how do you know this this stock is risky is by seeing how volatile is the stock price uh, in the in the stock market right it doesn't make sense volatility is actually a very useful thing for value investors why because if the stock is volatile it gives you more opportunity to buy at the price that you want Right? If the price goes down significantly low, you are able to buy it at the right price. Right? So that is why volatility is actually at an, an advantage for value investors like us. So what is risk then? Risk is it happens when you invest in a company that you don't understand. Right? That's why one of us said risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. So it's important for you to understand the business right if you don't understand the business it's very risky and how do you know if you understand the business well one way you can do it is by explaining to somebody who doesn't know about the business at all right uh, some people might say you can try explaining to your grandparents or explain to a 10 year old kid right if you if you can explain uh, if you can explain this the this business to a 10 year old 10-year-old kid within two minutes, it means you understand the business. As simple as that. Right? If you are not capable of understand if you're not capable of explaining, it means you don't understand. Right? How because if you understand a business, right, 
if you understand if you really understand this business you are capable of understanding or explaining how the business operates you'll know how this business make money you'll know what's the nature of this business is it a, a cyclical business is it a turnaround business you will you are able to understand all of this and you even know what are the potential risk right by investing in this business maybe uh, at certain season they might not make money because uh, maybe when when the economy is not doing well this company will not be able to make a lot of money so you have to understand the business cycle or business nature of the company that you're investing in right and what about what says about knowing your circle of competence that means asking yourself are you comfortable investing in this business is it is this company within your circle of competence because when you look at what Warren Buffett and uh, Berkshire Hathaway you if you know if you have seen what they have invested right most of the things that they have invested are things are businesses that are very simple to understand right like sees candy right they are selling candies like coca-cola right they are selling coca-cola and then you have like geico you have disney so these are some of the companies that it's pretty easy to understand it's not like the next tech company you know apple or amazon or you know square it's like it's really simple to understand and that is why uh, warren buffett always emphasize on knowing your circle of competence and investing in businesses that are within your circle of competence and you see what he has done right he has shown a very good example is he only invests in simple businesses that he can understand and if you ask him to explain it to a 10 year old kid i think he can easily explain right within 2 minutes easy right so follow uh, follow warren buffett's advice right invest within your circle of competence if you invest within your circle of com- within your circle of competence that means you understand the business right but of course you have to understand what because of warren buffett's way of investing many people have questioned him about his investment style because during if you only invest in businesses that you are uh, you, that you understand you might miss out on big opportunities and there are a lot of investors out there who ask him why did he not invest in microsoft or why did he not invest in amazon right why so it is because the f- main thing is he didn't invest because he didn't understand microsoft or amazon he didn't understand the business right he didn't it wasn't within his uh, circle of competence that is why he didn't invest in the business right so by doing this way you can actually uh, it actually helps you in uh, investing in business that you understand but at the same time it will also cause you because you may not know how to invest in Uh, you may not invest in other companies that is not within your circle competence that can potentially be an opportunity for you right so there's pros and cons but of course when you invest in businesses that you understand you reduce your risk significantly right and another way to know whether you understand the business or not another way to find out is by reading the annual report right when you read an annual report you have to understand the annual report and when you read it and you find that yeah uh, you find that the annual report is boring or you find it to be complicated right it means you don't understand the business right and if you don't understand the business eventually you will you won't feel like reading it anymore right so the best thing you can do is move on 
and move on quick, right? Find for another annual report, another business, another business that you are capable of understanding. That way, you will understand the annual report easily. Because when we talk about annual report, you have to read annual report up to what five years or ten years, or you know, you have to read many years of annual report, and you have to really understand that annual report. So if you can't even afford to understand one year of annual report, how are you going to go through five years, ten years of annual report? Right? So it's very important to understand the business. And when you understand the business, you re- reduce your amount of risk that you're putting in your investment portfolio. All right. So that is the first step. The second step is invest in business with durable competitive advantage or what Warren Buffett will call as white moat. Right. When you talk about moat, what is moat? Moat is, okay, du- back in the days, we had a lot of castles, right? There are a lot of castles and these castles are surrounded by water, right? This water is called moat. And this moat is used to protect this castle from enemies, right? So the bigger the, the, the moat, the wider the moat, the deeper the moat, then it is safer for the castles or the people in the castles because they are capable of preventing enemies coming in, right? Because if it's deeper, it's wider, it's more dangerous for them. So they won't, it's difficult for enemies to go through to break into the castle, right? So the same thing as business. When a business has a competitive advantage, it is it acts as a moat, right? It gives the business, it actually protects this business from competitions or from other competitors. And when they are able to protect themselves from competitors, then as a business owner, you will have a favorable return over time, right? Because there's no competitors to compete with them or or there is difficult for competitors to compete with them. So in other words, they are receiving all the revenue, all the income, all the sales, right? And so because of that, you as investor, you will have a favorable return over time, right? And so when you talk about mode, how do you identify whether the company has mode or not? Right, there are a lot of uh, ways to identify whether the company has mode or not, but I won't talk much about it. So some of the examples you can see is like some companies, they tend to have strong brand, right? Branding, or they have patent or trademark, right? So because of that, it allows them to sell their product at a more expensive rate, right? At a higher price. And so you have products like Apple products, right? Nike products. So you see their products, they can sell at a higher price compared to their competitors. And still, they are, they are capable of getting sales. There are more cu- there are customers coming to buy from them, right? So those are some of the modes, right? And also you can see that some companies, they tend to have uh, their larger network of users, right? So for example, you look at Facebook, you look at Amazon, Alibaba, or you look at Back in the days, they had, uh, the railroad companies. So these are companies that have a lot of users, right? So because they have a lot of users, that is an advantage for them. There are more marketers will come into their platform. Look at Facebook, look at Alibaba, look at Amazon. There are a lot of people promoting their products in their platform. So it's actually a very strong platform and it's not easy for competitors to create another platform that has a larger user, right? It's not... It's not easy for a competitor to compete with Facebook or Amazon because they have a large uh, network of users, 
right? So you see from that itself, that is a strong mode. And also you can see like companies like uh, Walmart, right? Walmart, they tend to have, uh, they sell their products at a very low price, right? Because they are buying in bulk and so they, their cost is very much cheaper. And because their price, their cost is very much cheaper, they can sell it at a lower price as well. And if you compete with a regular retail store or a regular shop, they may not be able to compete in terms of price. And actually, it's a very strong mode because uh, Walmart has actually used this uh, advantage, this competitive advantage to make companies go bankrupt, right? When you look at how Toys R Us went bankrupt, you understand that uh, uh, Walmart has actually lowered their price of toys significantly low and they actually were making loss, right? But at, although they were making loss, they can still afford to do it because when people come into Walmart, they're not going to buy one product. They're not going to buy two products. They're going to buy a lot of things, right? You don't need to, you, you don't go to Walmart, just a supermarket just to buy one item, right? You're going to buy a lot of items. So they may suffer loss in the toy department, but it, they can still offset that loss when they buy other products, when the customers buy other products, right? Because their average uh, purchase uh What's the what's the name? Uh, average purchase value is it? I can't remember. So, the average purchasing uh, price is higher, even though they are making loss in a certain department, right? So because of that, they are able to make companies go into bankrupt, go bankrupt, and still afford to, uh, like using this as an advantage for them to grow. Right, because when they eliminate their competitors, they become stronger. Right, so in that sense, it gives them a very strong uh, competitive advantage. Right, so these are some of the modes. Right, when the companies like this, they have strong modes. They are able to have uh, more sustainable long-term success. Right, and Warren Buffett used to say that. He said, "You want to be buying like a company and still be able to." To, to be happy and hold it for for a very long time even if the stock market shuts down right so when you think about it imagine you buy a company and even if the even if the stock, stock market shut shuts down for the next 10 years you will still be happy holding it why because this company has a very strong competitive advantage and it doesn't have to worry about competitors. So that this is the kind of company that you want to hold, right? You can hold it for the next 10 years, 20 years, and you still be, you, you still, you still f uh, be happy holding it because it's not easy for competitors to uh, compete with them. And even if they, you don't sell it for the next 10 years, even if you don't look at it for the next 10 years, it is still fine. The company is still strong, right? So ultimately, that is the kind of company that you want to look at, you want to invest in. Right, so a company with a competitive advantage can go through this this ten years with ease, and they won't even have to be afraid of uh, competitors. Right, so that is the second step. So what is the third step? Third step is look for uh, management that has integrity and talent. Right, and so I've I've actually talked about this in the previous. Uh, episode you can actually check out this at that episode we talk about 
how to find quality management. So when you look at that episode, when you listen to that episode, you understand uh, more in depth about looking for quality management, right? So here we just talk about a brief explanation. So why is it so important to look for management uh, with integrity and talent? It's because a business is just like a ship, right? A ship or a, the business, the business or the company is just like the ship, right? And the management is the captain, right? So when you invest in a company, you want to make sure that this uh, captain, which is the management, is capable of guiding this ship or guiding this company, right? Because everything is in the hands of the management. So that's why you want to make sure that the management is talented. That's one thing. And also, it they have integrity. So how you can you can find out, you, you want to know how, whether this management is talented or whether they have integrity, you can you can look by finding out how well they have run the company in the past. Okay, you can compare it with their competitors, right? Who is doing a better job? You compare with uh, other competitors and you see who has done better for their company, right? That's one way. Second way is you can look at how they have allocated their capital, right? Are they reinvesting their the capital, their earnings into the business, or are they spending on unnecessary acquisition, or are they uh, paying or overcompensating the the top management, right? Not using the uh, earnings well enough. So you want to find out how is the management uh, allocating all this capital, right? And also you can see whether uh, how how this management is treating their shareholders, right? I've actually talked about this in the previous episode as well. They, some some uh, management, right, they tend to misuse their power or they don't treat their uh, shareholders good enough or they try to hide things from them. So ultimately, you want to find out whether this uh, management is being honest, right? Are they transparent with whatever is happening in the business? Are they hiding any details, important details, or any important numbers from the shareholders? They don't want the shareholders to know. So these are some of the things that you need to find out, right? Because some in some cases, management do hide uh, important details because they do not want uh, shareholders to see this. The not, they want they don't want uh, they don't want to be seen as. The, they don't want people to see that this company is not doing well and that is why they tend to make things look good or they might not explain some important details. So that is why it's very important for us to understand the business. So when we understand the business, we know that these are some of the things that they should highlight so you know whether the company is doing well or not. Right? So how can you know is by reading annual reports. You can know by reading proxy statements. Right? And you can also compare with the competitors and report and proxy statement or whatsoever, right? And one another way you can uh, you can uh, identify whether the management is doing a good job in allocating their capital is looking at their ROE or ROIC, right? ROE it means return on equity, and ROIC it means return on invested capital. Basically, it tells you how much the company, how much return the company is making, return as in the income, 
how much earnings the company is making relative to the investment that is in that is given to the company right if the company has a certain amount of investment or they have they've taken debt right by using all this capital how much return how much earnings can the company produce right so when you look at the ROE for different companies within the same same industry you are able to identify whether which company is doing a better job right which com- which management in which company is doing a better job right so this can be a gauge for investors and the fourth step right is, is buying the company at a price that makes sense and has a percentage of margin of safety why is this important because okay the main thing here is buying it below how much the company is worth so in other words you're buying it at a bargain right so for example if the company is worth 50 cents uh, i mean if the company is worth 50 cents and you're buying the sh- the current market price is $1 then it's overvalued right but if the worth of the company the company is worth $1 but the current price is selling at 50 cents that means you have a 50% of margin of safety so ultimately you want to be buying the company below how much it is worth or buying at a bargain which is cheaper right so basically buying for undervalued company and this is important because ultimately you don't want to be buying a good company at its peak right because if you buy a company if you buy a really good company right if you find a really good company and you buy it at a peak you can't expect to make good returns out of it right because you already buy it at a very high price so that is why you don't want to be buying a good company at its peak and still expect good returns you're not going to get good returns even though the company is good right so ultimately you want to be buying at a price that is below how much it is worth that means it is at a cheap right so the key is to find out the intrinsic value intrinsic value tells you the worth of the company find out the intrinsic value and buy below the intrinsic value right when you buy below the intrinsic value you will have what Warren Buffett calls as margin of safety right so the good thing about margin of safety is it lowers down the amount of risk or it minimizes the amount of risk in your investment right because you will never know in case you have made some mistakes while analyzing the company or you've never you didn't take into account certain aspect while analyzing the company so these are some of the uncertainties that you'll never know maybe uh, the company might go might not do well or maybe it will do well you'll never know so if the company doesn't go well as what you have expected if the company goes down at least you won't lose as much because you bought it cheaper than the value of the company right so it gives you the margin of safety so you won't lose as much but at the same time if the company goes up as what you have expected then it gives you even better returns right your returns will, will be even higher and that is why that is the importance of margin of safety buying at the price that makes sense so that it gives you a certain percentage of margin of safety right so these are the four steps of value investing right so the first step is what let's let's go through again first step is find for businesses that you are cap that you are capable of understanding second find for businesses with durable competitive advantage or it has a wide moat third make sure it is run by 
management with integrity and talent right and the fourth step is make sure you buy it at a price that makes sense so that it gives you a certain percentage of margin of safety all right so that's all for today i hope you've learned something out of this episode and if you have don't forget to share it with your friends your family your neighbors whoever that can benefit from this episode share it and also follow if you want to find if you want to hear more exciting episodes coming in the future and if you want to find out more about Dilun, you can check out our Facebook page or Instagram page. Okay, you can look for uh, Dilun or Dilun Investing and you can find out more about us. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye.